It is August 13th, 2018. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Uh, with me this week, we got Matt Morgan and Justin Labar, the go-home Raw before SummerSlam. Man, different different Raw tonight. Matt, all in all, what did you think? You guys didn't like it? It was just different. You know, Renee on commentary, so it was a different vibe on the commentary yeah, desk. Definitely. We had some spikes in some stories, some lulls in another. I thought... uh uneven but high points and that ending return dean ambrose is back i definitely popped for that braun Strowman continues to get better by the way of working the crowd um I, I, he showed a, he showed a buttload of charisma tonight i thought he was on fire with charisma yeah i agree with that justin how about you what'd you think tonight uh you know, it, it was better than the, I think the previous week's Raw, which Raw's, which it needed to be. It's the go home show, and you know the SummerSlam yeah. still has some, you know, still has some points where maybe it lacks some of the big show field. But so, but I'm glad that you know I'm, I'm glad that it, it started well. It had some high points, uh, and, and obviously it ended pretty uh, pretty strong. So of course uh, they opened the show mentioning this, and uh, we should open ours as well. That uh, today we learned that Jim the the Anvil Needhart passed away at age 63. Um, Definitely his presence hanging over tonight's Monday Night Raw, uh, getting a shout out in that opening promo, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but of course, our, our uh, thoughts and prayers are with Natalia and the Needhart family and the Hart family uh, while they deal with this passing. Matt, uh, I feel like we talk about this every week now. You know, someone else from our childhood, a uh, beloved figure in professional wrestling passes away. Uh, is this one hitting you harder than most as well? Yeah, for Natty Nightheart, it is. Yeah, definitely. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know what I mean? For for Natty, Natty just lost her dad, man. You know what I mean? I couldn't even – I've lost my father as well. But uh, to do it you know, on a night where you're working and things of that nature, it seems like – actually, I was working too. I was in uh, India. Oh, wow. I lost my dad uh, wrestling. It's just – maybe it's part of the deal. I don't know. But uh, – Nobody's ever, ever gets used to losing, you know, your mom or dad, right? But uh, with her and, and her father, very, very uh, close uh, relationship, obviously. Um, Daddy's little girl, you know, very, 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 very proud of her. Super proud of her. I remember she was like 17 when we were at Air Canada Center. And uh, he, he made sure that she was there and getting in the ring and, and doing all the stuff that us rookies were doing. Hmm. And I remember going like, how old are you? And she's like, oh, 17. I was just like, what the freak? She's like, I remember kept thinking like, she's going to be Beth Phoenix before Beth Phoenix. I remember I kept telling everybody. Because um, Beth hadn't hit it yet either. She was about to. But uh, just, you know, what do you say? She lost her dad. I just can't, all of our thoughts and prayers, obviously. But to answer your question, look. What we a lot of wrestlers and myself included um, have done over the time of our career, put a lot of pressure on our heart, a yeah. lot of pressure. It's akin to hitting the gas and the brake at the same time, and eventually that engine seizes, you know. And uh, you try to get out in front of it if there's any type of um, addictions or or whatever have you that you see with a lot of wrestlers. I'm not saying that's in this case, but in other cases you know, my own included, you want to get out in front of it, you know, before it's too late and try to reverse some of the damages maybe you have done to yourself, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I, it's just, it's a shame, you know, you say it every single time though, right? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And it is Neidhart. I apologize for mispronouncing his name. I have that habit of doing that. Um, but yeah, it's it's that thing. I think we have to accept it as we are getting older, that uh, the people we looked up to as children are getting older as well. And it's uh, right. the unfortunate passage of time. And with uh, Natalia, yeah, it really brings it home uh, into... I mean, he's been on Total Divas with her and involved yeah. in her storylines. Uh, she posts photos with him all the time. Um, so even though he hasn't wrestled, I was surprised to learn this, that he hasn't uh, been in the WWE ring since 97. I thought it had been more recent than that. Well, but uh, And one of the things I just want to make sure, yeah. clear, I just want to be very clear, yeah. um, is that I'm definitely not saying that what I was saying about, you know, gas in the break at the same time, pressure on the heart has anything to do with how Mr. Neidhart passed. I'm saying, answering your question as far as we see this a lot with other wrestlers, that usually tends to be the story, you know? That's not it here for all I know. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think a cause of death has uh, been revealed yet. Um, but when yeah. we go back and they, people want to talk about deaths of famous pro wrestlers and things of that nature, that's generally was what I was saying. Yeah, and I get that. I absolutely get that. I thought the video package they did as a tribute yeah. tonight was was very very good. Um, yeah, I mean, was she at the show? No, she. Goodness. I don't believe so. No. Uh, Justin, how about you? Yeah, I mean, two sides, but obviously the personal side. You know, you know, you lose another. Obviously, somebody you know somebody lost a father, which is as sad as Matt was saying. Um, you know, I don't have the some of the personal. Uh, memories and stories that Matt was just telling of Natty, but I mean, I've got, I have been around here more times than I can count, and she is one of them, not just in wrestling, but just one of the nicest, hardest working people just that you'll meet. So you certainly feel for her and her family. Uh, the other side of it, though, I mean, there is, there is obviously, you know, there's always the, the entertainment side. Obviously, she's going to uh, handle her business with the family, and WB, I'm sure, will give her as much time as she feels she needs. But being one who's grew up in the business, I don't think she's going to take any extended time off. I think she's going to get back to the grind as she does, uh, as her father would want her to. And what I find, it, what, I'll, what I'll be watching is that I've been saying for a while, I think we all can kind of see that potentially a turn on, on Ronda would be coming. I keep saying I could see Natty being the first person who challenges Ronda when Ronda wins the title, maybe at the uh, Evolution All Women Show in October, so I'll, I'll be interested to see if they if they work this into storyline. And I know that rubs some people the wrong way, but uh, you know, especially those who go up in wrestling families, it's kind of like it's almost like you know, no, that's how Dad would have wanted that, or so and so would have wanted that. I'll be curious to see if they use um, the Anvil's passing and any reference moving forward again in promos if her and Ronda do have the best friend split. Something of, you know, Ronda saying, I was there for when your father passed. And those little things they'll do amongst people who trust each other, like uh, uh, Natalia and Ra Rousey, if it helps sell the story. So, obviously, the personal side is rest in peace. But, of course, Natalia from a wrestling family, she's going to get right back into it sooner than, than later. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, let's let's pivot with that and talk about the opening of the show. With Ronda Rousey bringing it up, I mean, this did split a lot of people on Twitter in terms of was this the appropriate thing to do. Matt, uh, you know, I hope you live a long and healthy life, but uh, when you pass, should your name be fortunate enough to pop up in a wrestling storyline and they want to incorporate your death into that, is that all part of the business for you or would you have an issue with that when you've left this earth? It's a hell of a question. I never thought of it, quite honestly. Um, I, I got to think of how my son, which is four years old and autistic, so I don't know how he would take it, right? Yeah. And then my wife, Larissa. I, I that's all I would think about is how would they take it. Um. So I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they would. You know what? Larissa would probably be popping. So I don't know. 
You know what I mean? My wife would probably be like, oh, this is, you know, that's, that's awesome. You know, they brought my husband's name back up 20, 30, 40 years, you know, since last time he was there. That's freaking pretty cool. You know, thank you, WWE. You know, I could see her saying something like that. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I mean, you know, Bell salutes are fantastic, but what better way for the business to celebrate someone from the business than to incorporate them uh, into a storyline? So I thought with that, okay, so what did you think of Rhonda's promo? That was tough out there. They had her go out there, cut a very serious promo, talk yeah. about uh, Jim Neidhart's passing, talk about the importance of a father in a girl's life, and uh, then pivot it to Alexa Bliss. She did a good job of what I what I'm gonna guess, knowing Rhonda's story, maybe possibly delving into her own father's. Do you know what I'm saying? I, th I thought she did a solid job. Um, that's a lot to ask of her, somebody yeah. who's not a good. No offense to her, but she's not a good promo. Um, she's getting better, but she's not good. And to put that on her, I, I was very surprised at that. It's crowd a lot of responsibility. Yo, yeah, well, the crowd was great though. By the way. Yeah. But I think she pulled it off. She did great, I thought. Yeah. What did you think, Justin? Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought she she handled the drama very well. And, and, yeah. and, and the crowd was, I mean, completely hushed. You could hear a pen drop. Um, and, and let's be clear here. Again, I know every time WWE ever mentions anybody, you know, because this is not the first time that somebody's passed and they make a reference in a promo. And, then, you know, granted, this was a baby face making the reference to the promo. They've had heels make reference to deaths that happened. Just be clear, whether a faint, you know, if you're out there uh, critiquing this, whether you like it or don't like it, okay, that's your own opinion if you find it uncomfortable. Ronda Rousey would have not gone out there and mentioned Jimmy and Neidhart in the promo if Natalia was not okay with it. Vince would, have not, Vince would have not asked her to do it without having talked to Natty. So, like, for everybody who gets all offended, the only person that should be offended would be Natalia. If, she, if she's not offended, then you don't need to be offended. It's not your right to be offended. It did have me thinking tonight. I don't know what you guys think of this. I think when Vince McMahon passes away, that is going to be an epic storyline. I am sure Vince McMahon <laughs> will have pitched the storyline for uh, his uh, passing. <laughs> Vince will probably Vince will probably have his funeral streamed on the WWE Network. Yeah, he'll have to take video ahead of time. You know, if you're watching this, I'm dead already. Maybe a, a Brewster's Millions like challenge for Shane and Stephanie involving the wrestlers. Bruce. <laughs> good. That was a good reference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tonight it was, it was, uh, I don't want to say that it was, uh, shoved in there, but it was, they, they tried to take that and then pivot it. And I think it kind of worked, uh, to your point, Matt, for Rhonda, I was nervous for her. Yeah, me too. The best she possibly could with that. Um, then Alexa Bliss came out and just tore it up on the mic, uh, with Alicia Fox standing next to her, setting up a match between Ember Moon and, uh, and uh oh i'm blanking on this it was uh and it, well you'll, you'll get it in a second alexa bliss by yeah. by her by her killing that promo that yeah. was that, that that's also in a way paying her respects as well yeah. of really banging what she did out with that promo trust me there's pressure involved yeah. in that scenario big time pressure on those girls and they all delivered they all hit home runs yeah, and so it was Ember standing in for Natalia. So it was Ember versus Alexa with Alicia Fox on uh, ringside. Uh, really into it on ringside, uh, waiting for uh, things to go down. And then Ronda ringside as well. Um, what did you think of that match tonight for something so impromptu, Matt? For something so impromptu, it was fantastic. Yeah. I thought they did a great job. The whole segment killed it. Yeah, it was a good opener. Um, and then, of course, uh, devolved into chaos. Ringside, everyone got into it. Right. And then Ember Moon won by DQ. Uh, Justin, what do you think they do with Ember 
from here. Uh, this this was her first appearance in a while. She's been out of action as of later, at least off TV. I don't know what's next for her. It kind of feels like <clears throat> until uh, it kind of feels like obviously the all women's show coming in October. It feels like they're kind of putting a lot of the girls in neutral, just having them kind of park for a minute until they get <clears throat> to, to the next pivotal point, which again I assume is Ronda winning the title. Uh, so it kind of feels like a lot of the ladies are just kind of just just waiting until they're told where they need to, where they need to go. And, yeah. uh, so I have a feeling from from I have a feeling from the night after SummerSlam uh, next Monday to the October pay per view, you know, they'll be all in full gear. But uh, right now, it's just kind of like they're just waiting until they get everything kind of in place to move forward. When we have Hell in a Cell between uh, that's in September, right? Yeah, I mean whatever event it is, but I mean like everything everything from from next Monday on will start to. Yeah, because well, the tickets go on sale October, August twenty fourth. That's so, right. So like once, so like they'll start doing something next Monday to start. You know, again, if Ronda wins the title, then all of a sudden that's your hook to, for tickets to go on sale. Is see Ronda Rousey's first title defense at the show, and at that point they'll start to then I think fill out the rest of the card, and you'll see a lot more segments dedicated. You know, so we'll get a direction for Ember Moon. We'll get a direct more direction for some of these other ladies that are just kind of doing you know yeah. nothing of real importance. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, almost random impromptu matches, Baron Corbin versus Tyler Breeze tonight. Very random. Yeah. How do you think, uh, aside from his outfit, how do you think Tyler looked, Matt? Hated his outfit. I just was going to say that. Yeah. Because it, it made him look, uh, like, like a clown, right? I mean, it here's did. a guy that can really wrestle. It He's did. got great comedy chops, but you put him yeah. out there for a lengthy by, I mean, this match did not need to go on this long. No, no. No, I, I like that they're thinking about him at least, right? Yeah. But I just, I don't know if there's one of those deals where you stand up a little bit, you know what I mean? And, and get with the te- with the creative team and say, I know you guys want it this way. I got one opportunity tonight to get out there and give you guys seven, eight, ten minutes. Can we try something different? Can we just put me in something different so I could look a little bit more serious and at the end of the day get this guy even more, even more over? Yeah. Yeah, well, especially got to start doing talent has got to start doing that in that position. And what's tough is in that position, you're worried about getting fired because your confidence is shot at this point. You know what I mean? So you're scared to rock the boat. I remember being there myself, you know, in that same predicament. And like, oh, do I say something? But I'm the young rookie who's still cutting his teeth and making his way. Maybe I should shut up and show him I'm a good sport. I have good business, uh, a good a, a good business guy. Just do what I'm asked, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, do you think uh, they're going to have anything for Tyler with Fandango out for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I don't know. That's the point I want to make there is a Fandango being out is, is to play is to extend what Matt was just saying. You know, first off, I mean, Tyler Breeze is not, you know, he's not a rookie. I don't know if some people, he's, he's goes, but he goes back to the FCW days. He's been around. So, Mike Dalton. Uh, you know, right. so, yes, you know, so he needs to, he needs to cash in now. And, you know, unfortunately he, you know, that's, that's one of the dangers when you're in a tag team, you know, and he, and, you know, him and him and Fandango picked up some steam doing the, the buddy comedy type stuff backstage. Uh, and they relied so much on each other. And whether you found it funny or not, it doesn't matter that I would be kept, you know, kept at least writing for them every week and they played off each other well. And so it's like that, that old thing when you're in tag team, your partner goes down. It's just, it's almost the same as you being injured. Um, so he's going to find a way to make that not the case. Uh, like Matt said, I mean, at this point, what do you have to lose? Stand up and say, look, guys, I was funny with Fandango. I was entertaining with Fandango, but I can be entertained by myself. Yeah. I lost it. I lost interest in this thing with Baron Corbin. I'll be honest. I left the room for a minute when I came back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and Corbin did win that with the deep six. And after Corbin tried to put Finn Balor in a two-on-one handicap match against Jinder Mahal and Kevin Owens, but then Kurt Angle came out. Weird Kurt, like, 
talking about his powers as a general manager and that he can't cancel a match, but he can modify it. It's like, okay, okay, Kurt, you've got less power than I thought, but you find a creative way around it. Um, and he made it a tag team match, Braun Strowman with his little buddy Finn Balor against right. Jinder Mahal and Kevin Owens. Yeah, if we're trying to reestablish Finn as a threat for Baron Corbin, maybe putting him next to the guy that, you know, what did uh, Graves call him, a meat castle, uh, maybe doesn't do the best to improve Finn's stature no, size-wise. It definitely does not. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the tag match? Good. I thought everybody played their parts. I, I look. I know they're heels, but I, I don't like seeing anybody run from anybody like that. I just don't. Yeah. Um, it's just nonstop though, when it gets cartoony for me. You know what I mean? Where Kevin Owens ran and had hidden the crap, so yeah, the hiccups, uh, hidden the crowd. You know what I mean? Versus getting the ring and wrestling. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Justin, doesn't it feel like this? They've they've stretched this story out for so long that there's been so much repetition with uh, Braun and Kevin. Oh, uh, to the to a degree that I don't even have words for. <laughs> I mean, again, <laughs> this this feels like they, uh, you know, Braun, you know, he was so dominant for the first eighteen months as a heel, you know, just plowing through people, and then uh, you know, like it feels like he's literally like he's had he's had interaction with so many people that. It's like I feel like they're just stalling for whenever he is going to cash in and win, and that might be coming up here in the next seven days. I, I really feel like it's just stalling. It literally is just stalling and hoping that they don't lose the the overreaction that he's getting. And and uh, yeah, I, I, the stuff with he and Kevin Owens is just it is. But tonight he did a good job though on his own accord around them that crowd up, uh, Braun. No, no, and, and no, I agree, Matt. And Matt and, and Braun is, but I, but, but in terms of the, in terms of the relevance of the interaction with him and Kevin Owens, it's just, it's, it, it, there's, there's nothing new for them really to do. They've kind of, uh, you know, no, no, it's not. Braun chases Kevin Owens around. He drags him through a port. You know, he no, like, it, we've gone through all the gimmicks, all the sticks, and and it's just, it's ready just to move on and just give, just give Braun the strap. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, a week from today, I hope that's what we're talking about: is Braun cashing in on Roman night one on Raw. Uh, man, but probably Hell in a Cell. I mean, seems like the logical time if they're going to go that route. Um, yeah, so Braun and Finn won that match against uh, Jinder and KO. And yeah, we'll uh, see what happens with Baron and Finn and then Braun and KO Sunday at SummerSlam. And that will be for the Money in Bank briefcase. And we'll run down all those matches at the end of the podcast. Um, had a lot of stuff tonight. We'll talk about the, the Rollins segments and the buildup there. Oh, but uh, we had uh, Ricky Roberts versus Bob. Glenn, you're frozen. Oh, we lost Glenn. The show's going to fall apart. It's all right. What was the next match? <laughs> it was uh, the jobber guitarist guy uh, getting beat by Bobby Lashley. Or not even getting beat by Bobby Lashley, just smashing the guitar on him. And then Bobby Lashley beat him down. You back, Glenn? Yes, all my browsers decided they need to restart immediately. Um, so, good. So, so we got you. Bobby Lashley. Yeah, Bobby Lashley, Ricky Roberts. Uh, Ricky Roberts hit him with the guitar. Elias came out, talked about uh, his multiple documentaries that have been done on him. And, yeah, just further setting up Bobby versus Elias right. at SummerSlam. Are, are you invested? Do you even feel no. like there's a real feud here, Matt? No, there's not, and I don't care about it. One iota. Okay. I don't. I'm with you. Justin, do we need to spend another moment on this? No. No, Elias is great, but there's nothing here. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Triple threat for the Raw Tag Team titles, the Deleters of Worlds 
versus the Revival versus the B team um, with the B team retaining tonight. And we're going to have who's it going to be the Revival versus the B team on the pre-show? Or is it going to be the same three tonight? I will call that up. But regardless, how do you think uh, the Revival looked tonight, Matt? There's a B team versus C team. Um, (laughs) That's good. I I don't care. I don't care. And I just, as you said that match, I said to myself, this is getting repetitive where I used to, when we used to do this show, this show I used to get excited about talking about certain segments, right? Yeah. That's what we wait to do the show to do. I, I like that. But it's been a while since there's been something that I was excited to get on here and talk about. And then it just piles up. And I'm going, that's probably the viewers' same exact sentiments when they watch the show. You know yeah. what I mean? Going, well, when's, uh, you know, I'm going to stick around to when Roman comes out. Or I'm going to stick around to when Seth comes out. And... I don't know, man. I'd rather talk about things they need to do to change this because this tag division is deader than a doornail. The Revival hit the heart attack tonight. Uh, I'm always happy for them. Don't get me wrong. I'm always happy for them when they do anything semi-positive. But they've been killed. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they could have benefited tonight, man. Talk about a way to tie in uh, the Anvil's passing. Have the Revival cut a promo about what the Heart Foundation meant to them. Oh, well, there you go. You know, I'm going to say something like that. Like, they need to make you care a little bit about the revival again. What a great way to talk about, you know. I mean, they're a throwback. Now, I know they're mostly thought of as a throwback to uh, even earlier. Yeah, to an uh, even earlier era. But I think they could have found a way to do that tonight, give it more context. Instead, we had uh, the B-team backstage talking about math probability um, and just setting up this for tonight. But yeah, so is this going to be on the pre-show? I mean, we thought they were skipping the Raw tag titles, this pay-per-view, but no, yes. it's happening. Um, where do you go with this, Justin? What do you do to fix the Raw tag division at this point? I just start putting some commitment towards the talent you had. You had. Like the, the Revival is a great presentation. I love the old school. I wish they would walk out with fanny packs and Ribera jackets on. They, they fit the old school look. Uh, you just need commitment to them. You know, it doesn't matter what they're doing because there's really, you know, they're on some weeks or not on some weeks. You know, uh, the B team, they, they're 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 trying their best. Uh, you know, I mean, some of it's funny, some of it's not. I, you know, but there's just no, there's no commitment. So they just need to get back to basics and just find some commitment. I, but I think the revival is the perfect heel team to build around. Definitely that. Yes. Yeah. And so same maybe- with and same with authors of pain, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe Sunday. Maybe Sunday. Uh, we build get around the revival. Those, you build around those two teams and start from scratch. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, okay, so this was a high point tonight. Some people might be surprised to hear me say this, but I really enjoyed Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman tonight. Well, that was because it was good. It was really good. It was, compel- uh, it was compelling. Yeah, I mean, I, you know what Reigns said was was fine, but when Heyman came out and yeah. they had that interaction, uh, Heyman trying to put himself. In there saying he was going to be Roman's advocate. He could tell him all darks, what do you say, a big, dirty, big, or dirty, big secrets. Uh, you know, and really making this pitch that there was going to be an alliance. And then it ends with Heyman um, pepper spraying Roman and then Brock <laughs> coming out and attacking him. I, I, I would have liked if they would have kept that swerve for SummerSlam. And yes, kept, I agree. Yeah, kept it, let you believe it a little bit, right? Because then... We were wanting to see more of that Paul Heyman. We were dying for more of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you could have a good backstage segment, some online stuff, Sunday on the pre-show, Definitely. Roman taking questions with his new advocate. And it would have been a good uh, tester. It would have been a good uh, feeler for WWE to say, well, wait a minute. 
maybe we shouldn't do this swear. Maybe we should go forward with this because it's hot. That's what I felt. That's what I felt tonight's segment was. But pr- prior to, even still, even 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 with Brock coming out and 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 it all yeah. being bruised, I act, I felt I was like, I wonder, you know, if this if WWE is just doing a little little thermometer, a little temperature testing to see how many people chant yes or no when you know when right. Brock is asking them to sign the contract. How many people are going to react to Reigns aligning with Paul Heyman? And I'll tell you this. It's still open ended enough, you know, because you know uh, Brock and Heyman had their problems, and then you know, I mean, it's not like Brock and Heyman like had some big embrace tonight. They didn't hug or anything like that. So, yeah, but I mean, how do you how do you get past being sprayed in the eyes with pepper spray? Yeah, I, 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 I bonus, was that signing bonus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, the speaking in Samoan and that really, you know, Reigns was. Really <laughs> back. I don't know. Who knows yeah. what's going on here? I mean, they, they, yeah. you know, I don't know. It was, it was cool, but it was definitely like a, a it was a, good a temperature check here. I hope yeah. so. I really do hope so. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, the segment was cool, and I think, uh, man, just uh, if, if anybody seeks Moen, please translate what the hell they were saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So uh, yeah, you know, hey, Brock beat up Roman. Brock was standing tall by Rajagiri's booking math. That means Roman's going over finally on Sunday. <laughs> it could finally happen, but we've been swerved before. I, I don't want to predict I don't anything. Even care. I don't even care. Yeah, seriously. Uh, speaking of not caring, Bobby Roode, Apollo Cruz, and Titus O'Neil versus the Authors of Pain and Mojo Raleigh. <sighs> A lot of talent in here, honestly. Absolutely. Every one of them misused. Um, I liked it. I thought it was okay. It's fine. I mean, I feel like every, every one of these people could be doing something better if you just slightly tweaked what they were doing. Every one of them. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, and Titus and Bobby Roode won that match. After that, we got the uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart tribute video, which uh, the WWE has already put online. I highly recommend everyone watch it. I thought it was uh, absolutely fantastic, very touching. And then Ruby Riot versus Sasha Banks. Uh, Ruby with the Riot Squad, Sasha Banks with Bailey, the Boston Hug Connection in effect. And uh, Ruby won this, it was standing tall, but neither of them are are competing at SummerSlam on Sunday. Uh, It's just to push the the other two storyline, though, right? Yeah, I guess. It's keeping it going. I mean, maybe they're going to add something to the pre-show. It is a two-hour pre-show, and I think they've only announced two matches for the pre-show. See, Ruby versus um, the boss should be a very good match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that should be something we look forward to seeing. And, you know, once the bell rings, I try to do the best to forget these stupid storylines that they're both in and watch it from an athlete's perspective of two really good, badass athletes going at it, right? Mm-hmm. And then WWE sucks me back into their stupid storyline of not, you know what I mean, and ruining it almost because their storylines are that, uh, what's the word, just not working. They do the opposite. They're supposed to make me emotionally invest. I'm trying to go out of my way to get the storyline crap out of the peripheral and just look at the two athletes wrestle. Yes. I think the word you're looking for is banal. That was not it, but I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> Justin, how about you? Were you, were you uh, into this match at all? Or were you just thinking that, uh, man, the go home SummerSlam raw here they are. And uh, yeah, this was sort of placeholder. Well, first off, Glenn, nice job. I, uh, you filling in for Jonathan Coachman with a, a word of the week. Uh, I thought that was a, 
good, good, good part by you. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Ruby. I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of all their talents. But much like what this segment and match did, I, I have no, I have nothing to say to add any value to this. <laughs> Let's just move on. It's, there's nothing to talk about. Again, it's it just they're they're kind of put in park right now until until there's yes. more until there's more time given to commit to yep. building to this all women show. That's that, that's the reality. Yeah, and maybe for evolution. Okay, so here's the deal. Seth Rollins, they were saying, had some travel issues. Uh, he was overseas doing promotional work. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he was overseas filming that long subway commercial with him talking about his journey. I don't know. Did either of you guys catch that tonight? No. Yeah, so they had like Subway, where it all begins. And then Seth Rollins talking about his journey with like a Subway uh, foot long meatball sub right next to him. It was uh, good content, but very, you know, shoehorned in for the sponsor. Anyhow, uh, Seth, they made this big deal about his delay. Ziggler was out there with McIntyre and saying, oh, Seth's going to forfeit if he doesn't come back to sign the contract. Kurt Angle really telegraphed where the story was going by saying Seth's going to be able to have someone in his corner. That was in the contract. And then. Yeah. We were all counting down to uh, the last minutes when Dean Ambrose showed up right behind Seth. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to be there probably to help Seth win the uh, IC title back on was Sunday it, at SummerSlam. No. Was it, was it Dean Ambrose? Or was it <laughs> Dean, Dean Ambrose, Ambrose, sorry. Was it Dean Ambrose or Triple H? He looks so much like Triple H. Did, yeah. you, did anybody else see the resemblance the, with the haircut now? And the- I had to look and make sure Dean Ambrose has always barely had eyebrows. Because I was like, oh. did Dean Ambrose shave his eyebrows? That's a hardcore look. But, no, they're just very light. Maybe he's had a rough night. Um, Possible. I'm, I'm saying there's going to be a turn. He's coming back to turn. Okay, I'm into that. Yeah, I agree. Turned on Seth. Uh, that makes. The, you know, I mean, he looks good. He got the haircut. He looks a little bit more jacked. I mean, I think yeah, heel Dean Ambrose is what is, is what the doctor ordered. So him turned on Seth Rollins would be. What did you just say? No, go back and say that again. What did I say? Dean Ambrose is just what the what? What the doctor? A heel Dean Ambrose is just what the doctor ordered. Cool. <laughs> what? Just go. Keep going. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mess up your flow. Heel Dean Ambrose is just what the doctor ordered. He needs to turn on Seth Rollins. By the way, did anybody notice Renee Young didn't say one word during his uh, his appearance? Oh, shoot. No. Uh, people are going to read into that. Uh, no, I thought uh, – I, Matt, I tweeted a thought of you when I saw. Uh, Ziggler was having his little therapy session there talking about there's no blueprint for that. And I was just like, oh, of all the times. Ah, someone say blueprint. <laughs> yeah. That would have been awesome. Thing. Uh, Ziggler's promo was awesome tonight. I think yes, people are going to forget that. I think I forgot about it the second Dean Ambrose stepped out there. Um, yeah. But for Ziggler, man, he's so good at doing this. The problem is they have him do this like clockwork now four times a year. Yeah. Yeah. You're 100% you know? right. Yeah. Um, looking forward to the match, though. I think, man, if all four of these guys get into it and it goes crazy, I mean, this could be match of the night on Sunday. Yes. I agree. Oh, my God. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, easily good. Uh, so with that being said, let's run down the let's run down the card for yep. the thirteen matches that have been announced for SummerSlam. Uh, and of course, we'll be back here, me myself, uh, me myself, me Matt Morgan and Raj Geary Sunday night. We're also going to be here after Takeover on Saturday night. But let's talk about SummerSlam here. Uh, the B team versus the Revival. Who do you, who do you think is going to win, Matt? Um, I'm gonna say Revival. I would love to see them get the get the title. How about you, Justin? I'd like to see the revival, but I'm gonna say B team. They got new music. Yeah, they got they keep they keep fine touching the music and the merchandise. And to me, I feel like the B team will hold on to it. Okay, uh, Rusev and Lana versus Andrade, Cien Almas, and Zelina Vega in a mixed tag match. Matt, who do you got? Uh, Rusev. 
Justin? Rusev. Yeah, I think Andrade. I think they got to kind of give him a little momentum. And it might he, be should, he should. But yeah. They, they, they're going to put right now with Rusev in neutral, quote-unquote neutral. He still needs to win, though. Yeah. It uh, depends if Aiden's there, if Aiden English is out there. Who knows how that could affect it. But, uh, yeah. you know, we'll see. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. The match two Love years. Uh, actually, Love this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how are you liking the build-up to this, Matt? Because we haven't been talking yeah, on Wednesday. So how are you digging I, it? I really love it. Yeah, who do you think is going to win? I honestly, I, I, I don't. There's no, there's no card showing on this one. Do you know what I mean? I this is a fifty-fifty split, and that's why you, if they're smart, they do the Miz. Yeah, smart, keep because it going. Who needs to win? Does somebody need to win more than the other in this one? I don't know. I don't. You know what I mean? That's what I like about it. With everybody questioning Daniel Bryan's future, and I don't think he's going anywhere, by the way, but with everybody questioning Daniel Bryan's future, and they've even kind of like hinted towards that a little bit in the promos with Miz saying, you know, just you know, go back to wrestling in the armories, whatever. If they have the Miz win, everybody's going to go, oh, my God, Bryan's leaving. He's on his way out. That's why they just had Miz win. And, oh. and they could do a lot of fun stuff if, if they let Miz win here, especially if it's dirty. How are they going to handle uh, Hell in a Cell? That wasn't dual branded last year, was it? I don't know. I don't think it was because it was Probably. KO and uh, Shane last year. That's where uh, Sammy turned. So I wonder, I would like to see Daniel Bryan and The Miz in the Hell in the Cell match if they could do it. Maybe take a title match out of the picture and just do those two. I think that could be the draw for Hell in a Cell if they believe in the feud enough. But um, yeah, I think you guys are right. I mean, I think The Miz winning this is how you keep it going in a really cool way. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Good match. Yeah. Um, again, same same thing we say about Corbin every week. Insert it right now. Yeah. Looks yeah. stupid. He looks like an idiot in that outfit. Well, his entrance tonight in that outfit, did you see he came out and, like, tried to do the old thing and he went down and went to almost a headbang, then realized he didn't have hair anymore, so it didn't really work? Yes. Yeah, it was really awkward tonight, that entrance. Uh... Justin, who do you think needs to win more? Let's let's put it that way. Oh, that's that, that's probably be the hardest question of the night. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, I guess I'll go. I guess I'll say that Finn's gonna win because they've been doing the whole bully thing, and you know he's smaller and everything. So maybe he gets the win here. But yeah, I mean, both guys need something. So I, I don't know. I mean, Here, here's the thing: Finn can't lose. I, in my opinion, to him. Do you know what I mean? It really puts him down. That really puts pushes him down. I, Matt, you're not, I'm not saying you're wrong here, but I can also see the logic in the decision makers saying. Well, of course, it helps bring homeboy up. Of course, that's the logic. Well, yeah, they're gonna say that, they're gonna say that. Oh, Finn still has his fans. It doesn't matter if he wins or loses. He's still gonna be over. You know, so. But Corbin is now a, a fixture of Monday Night Raw. Corbin gets multiple segments every week, guaranteed yeah. storyline as long as he does the constable. Corbin doesn't need to win a single match for as long as that gimmick continues. Oh, yeah, right? kind of like kind of like corporate Kane. Yeah. I mean, he's a main character of Monday Night Raw. Corporate King got his ass handed to him every time. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think I think Finn needs it, guys. I mean, think of where Finn was two years ago, and then think about tonight. I mean, even when Graves is starting to punk him out on commentary. I mean, think just think about it, title-wise. Finn Balor loses to Constable Corbin at SummerSlam. That's a big to-do. You know what I mean? That's a big way down. I don't know. Well, yeah, last year, considering he won the Universal Championship there, put on an amazing match. Year? No, two years ago, two years yeah. ago. Two years ago with Seth Rollins, put on an amazing match. They were the, the closing match of the show. 
so much fire there. Like Finn needs this man. Finn needs this. Or need, I mean, I hate to say it. Like they need to take yes, him off TV so for a couple too. weeks and bring him back as the demon. Like just clean reboot. Then he can lose if that's what they do do then. He can afford to lose this then. Yeah. Maybe if for the rematch. Maybe off. he comes back uh, Hell in a Cell and just demolishes Corbin as the demon. I don't know. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy for the United States Championships. Jeff will be back on SmackDown tomorrow night. Who do you got in this match, man? Shinsuke. Justin? Yeah, Shinsuke. I, I just can't see them switch the title off of him right now over to Jeff. No. Yeah. Uh, the forgotten title, the Cruiserweight Championship, unless you're watching 205 Live. I don't watch it. Yeah. Cedric Alexander defending against Drew Gulak. I don't care. I hope Gulak wins. Yeah, I hope Gulak wins too. Justin? I like Drew, but I'm picking Cedric. Okay. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Carmella defending against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Ooh. I don't know, actually, on this one. I'm excited to watch it, though. Um, I don't know. Am I missing anything? Did one, uh, does Becky win this one? I don't know. Becky Lynch all day. She's on so much of a roll. I, I mean, I mean they, they, they made a point now to say what, what her – winning streak is and she's got girls tapping out and, and you know and she's you know she's friends of charlotte but she's not gonna let the friendship get in the way i mean i think this is the becky lynch show i mean and, and, and unfortunately if, if it is the becky lynch show and she wins it, it's going to be like the seventh most important headline by the end of the night yeah but for evolution evolution charlotte yeah. versus becky for the title that Ooh, sounds like that's a, main a event. top match that does sound like a main event yeah i want it to be becky i'm afraid it's going to be charlotte though but maybe they realize they can drag it out longer and have Carmella retain. Um, we shall see. So Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre that we talked about, and Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. So, Matt, you think Dean's going to turn on Seth and uh, keep the belt on Dolph? Yes, I do. Okay. Justin? I'm right there with him. I think it's, okay. it's screaming for an Ambrose heel turn. See, I think they're going to have Seth win, thanks to Dean, and then they're going to give us that Shield reunion. They're going to find, uh, you know, pick that storyline back up since it was so truncated when um, – Dean got injured, but we'll see, you know, uh, Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens for the money in the bank contracts. Braun's retaining this or is going to Kevin pull, going to pull some shenanigans, man. I hope Kevin pulls some shenanigans, but I don't know. I, I mean, no, uh, what's his name? Wins Strowman. Yeah. Justin. Yeah. I can't see Braun losing this in any, any fashion. I mean, he's got to win the title, right? So he can't lose here. Yeah. The Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowan, defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championship against the New Day. I, I don't. I I could see go either way, but I hope the Bludgeon Brothers hold on to it. Yeah, I don't see a title change here. I, I mean, I, I again, we say it at the at Glenn. You and I talk about it on the Wednesday podcast a lot. I mean, at this point for the New Day, let them go and let them be pushed a little bit of singles. They can still be aligned with each other. But I mean, what what's another t title run at this point for them? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of it will depend on the reaction the Bludgeon Brothers even get tomorrow night. I mean, I think they need to put their finger in the air, see which way the wind's blowing, and decide, is this finally working or not? Or are we going to... It's never working. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, with the Bludgeon Brothers, okay, I feel like their new gear, when they got the green, the green camo gear, that made it five times better than it looked when they came yeah. out originally in the red. Yeah, they're not funny looking at it as much anymore, yes. Yeah, have they launched in the camo and the green? I think that would have been. Oh yeah, better well, received. Then it, but then, then how is that any different than AOP? Just doing what you know, no, the Wyatts. Oh yeah, redone again. 
Well, they still would have had the clothes, so it would have made sense. Um, no, but no, I agree. That, but still with the masks. But I don't know. I feel that it, it's grown on me a bit. It's gotten better the longer they've done it. It's still not great. But once they take the titles off them, they have nothing. So then they've got a bad gimmick and they're not even the champions anymore. That's like the ascension trajectory right. um, into irrelevance, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, but New Day, New Day as singles, if you're going to do that, man, now's the time, especially because SmackDown, I don't know what you guys think, but I think the single scene there could use a little bit of a shakeup and what better way than adding three great uh, competitors into the single scene on SmackDown than letting the no. New Day go that route. Um, Good point. Yeah. AJ Styles defending the WWE Championship against Samoa Joe. S Samoa Joe. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. Justin? That's not the same thing as predicting it, though. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't see AJ losing and uh, dropping the title. You know, they got him on the video game and everything like that. But I think he's just he's got to run. It's not not time for him to lose. It should be a great match. Uh, and you know, and Glenn, to your point, uh, back again with the new day. Yeah. Uh, if they got, if they, you know, if they know that they want AJ to hold this title uh, on SmackDown until the Rumble or until Mania, so you got all these months to fill. Um, you know, I, I, I would be fine with letting AJ Styles go through the new day and having having a one on one title match with each of them uh, over the next few months, I'd be fine. I mean, it would be, it'd be fresh and different and it'd be again, for both for uh, AJ's opponents and for, for New Day's story. It would, it would really elevate like Kofi, you know what I mean? It really would. Big think, of, think of the athleticism in those matches of what they can do. Especially I mean, Kofi. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all, yeah, Kofi number one, but I mean, all three of those guys in the New Day are athletic. It, no matter what their build is, I think that would be some fun stuff for SmackDown. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Be cool, that's for sure. Uh, Alexa Bliss defending the Raw Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey. Uh, well, Ronda Rousey. You think it's time? Yeah. You guys don't think she wins at SummerSlam? <sighs> yeah, I mean it makes sense, but man, there's no going back once that happens. Like this is going to be, okay. I think, another Oscar-style reign. Yeah, but every time she stepped in the ring, Glenn, she's delivered. I mean, it's not like yeah. she's falling on her face. I mean, yeah, right. I, I don't, I don't see. I mean, this, this is, this is, a, it's the New York stage. It's WWE's backyard. Ronda yeah. wins, and then again, tickets go on sale six days later for the women's pay per view. Yeah, and you, so you have her win on Sunday. The next night on Raw, you make it, you make it official that her first title defense will be at Evolution. Of course, everybody's going to go. Oh my God, that's sixty days. She's got to defend with it. Yeah. Everybody will pull those little, those fake rules in wrestling. But that's how you sell the tickets for that uh, show when they go right. on sale next Friday. That following Friday is her first title defense on Long Island against two members. Do you think? Okay, so given uh, just to, to shift gears for a second, given that um, All In and then the uh, the uh, ROH New Japan show at Mania Weekend next year, given that you had some sellouts recently, news, how quick do you think Evolution sells out, or does it sell out day one? I don't know how to gauge that. I really don't. I don't know. Because the WWE event, it sells out day one. I don't know. Yeah, and that's rare. When's the last time the WWE had a day one sellout? That's the thing, right? So maybe it's not. It's definitely not a day one sellout then. Yeah, I mean, if it's not WrestleMania, that's the only thing that like truly even gets a sellout. I, I don't know. And then even that, they always are they're adding tickets because once they figure out the configuration of the stadium, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think we're going to get like a true sellout. Now, WWE might tout something right. you know, to say, oh, and, and in one hour, you know, they might try to portray it as such, but I don't think it's going to be a true sellout off the bat. That's not to say it's not going to be well attended. I, I think that it'll, it'll be well attended, but I, I don't think it's going to be 
you know, one of these things where they're saying in 27 minutes uh, flat, they, every ticket was gone. I don't think it's going to be that legitimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And pardon me, it was uh, their end of year sellout that's making them do another one Mania weekend. Correct. That's the story, Justin, for New, New Japan. Ring of uh, Honor. Come, I'm sorry. I said that again. Uh, they sold out Madison Square Garden later this year, and they're going to do another one Mania weekend. Is that the story? Yeah, well, I know they're doing one Mania weekend. That one's sold out. Oh, that's the one that sold out. Okay, I thought it was uh, before that. Um, yeah, and then All In, of course, is uh, sold out. So I don't know. I mean, with Evolution, I'm not going to take any chances. My wife and I want to plan a trip to New York just to go for that. So I'm going to you know, be the guy that wakes up 6 a.m. Pacific time to uh, queue for tickets online and see if I can uh, get it. But, uh, yeah, knowing my luck, there'll be uh, – you know, tons available and it won't sell out that fast. Um, yeah, anyhow, so then we have the match. Again, Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Let's say Brock Lesnar. I would love it if it was Brock Lesnar at this point, just for the t- taking the football away, you know? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say, I mean, I, I think either way, Braun Strowman cashes in the next night. Um, but I think just because everybody knows Brock's leaving to go to UFC, I could just see, I mean, which would be weird because it would be, again, Roman losing again to Brock, but I don't know. I just have some feeling that, that I don't know. I, any which way, I think by Monday, Braun cashes in, but I'm going to go Brock just because I think it'll be their, their little swerve. Yeah, but, but who knows? But Roman's due for a win. I don't know. I'm, I, hard to pick. It's, it, that, that, that's the one thing you can say about the story is that the, you know, they, there's all the elements of, oh, this guy is going to UFC and, this, this, and this. I mean, yeah, there's a Yeah. Okay, but let me ask you this. What do you do Monday night with Roman Reigns if he loses Sunday? Nothing. Who gives a shit? Brock, Brock, <laughs> Brock drops the title of Strowman. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, but that's, that's what I'm saying, though. Roman. No one's going to care about Roman that night if that's what happens. Yeah. But if he's the investment, I think that their investment then That answers close. your question of him winning the title. Yeah. yeah. I said no. I agree. It's it's all or nothing. That they they do it now or or he, yes. he's done. Um, man. Okay. So with all this being said, we ran through it. Tonight's go home show. Matt, are you finally excited for SummerSlam? No, no. I don't give a rat's bleep about it. Okay, Justin, how about you? Uh, I'm not as excited as I've been in past SummerSlams. I'll be at SummerSlam again uh, as I have the last couple of years, and I always enjoy watching Brock live, whether it's him versus Roman, whether it's him versus Randy Orton. You're paying money to go see this? I'm not paying money. I get a suite for free thanks to my uh, good sponsor, the Ticket King. Good. Uh, good. Uh, the trip's paid for, so I know I, I don't spend money. Right, but I'll say this. I, you know, I've seen Brock versus Taker, Brock versus Orton, Brock versus Roman. There is something special about uh, seeing Brock live. So, um you know, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Brian and Miz. There's elements I'm looking forward to, but as a whole, I'm not looking forward to this as much as I have in some previous years of SummerSlam. Okay, let's talk about something I think you're both looking forward to more, which is TakeOver Brooklyn 4 on Saturday night. Um, let's just run through this quickly. It's only five matches. Velveteen Dream versus EC3. Matt, who do you got? Ooh. Velveteen. Yeah, I think, I think uh, keep that momentum going with him. Justin, how about, how about you? I agree. Green. Yeah. Uh, Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong defending the NXT Tag Team Championships against Mustache Mountain, which is Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. <laughs> so Undisputed Era retains. Yes, good yeah, lord, okay. yes. 
Okay. Well, because you just don't think Mustache Mountain is going to be something in the annals of WWE history as no. a tag team championship? Maybe. I, not right now. No. I don't know. Mustache Mountain might have the blueprint to rise to the tag, top of the tag. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> trying to get a rise out of him now. Yeah. Uh, Justin, how how's Mustache Mountain been booked? I haven't been watching NXT every week. Uh, I, I've been catching on delay. I mean, I don't know. It's... It is what it is. I mean, the, the fans are so forget. The fans are so supportive of NXT. It feels like even what could be uh, average at best booking, they they don't crap on it. And I'm not I'm, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or bad thing that they don't hold that they don't hold booking accountable necessarily. Not that NXT books badly, but I kind of feel like NXT gets this pass of like everything uh, has a certain shiny goldness to it uh, to the fans. If that makes any sense, but I uh, know I don't see any title change, any tag title change here. I don't know why you're asking questions. You're supposed to be asking us who's winning, who's losing, and keep it moving. I'm sorry, Mr. Morgan. Sir, Adam Cole defending the NXT. Raj is blowing up our computer screens right now with that arrow of his. Oh, uh, yeah. (laughs) With um, Adam Cole defending the NXT North American Championship versus uh, Ricochet. This is going to be all – I'm looking forward to this match more than anything on SummerSlam. I'll tell you that right now. Seriously. Way more. Be great. A thousand, oh, AJ Joe, I am excited for. I take that back. But that's it. Um, ooh, it's a tough one, right? I would be- love to see Ricochet get a title. Because they can't have Ricochet lose here, right? Yeah. In theory. I mean, I think he needs this. You know, uh, I think that's his what's moment good. is there. This is what I like about it. You can't really truly predict. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I want, I want to see Ricochet win, and I'm going to say he wins. Justin? Adam Cole. Baby! <laughs> so, uh, Shayna Baszler defending the NXT Women's Championship against Kari Sane. Black Hole of Charisma versus Kari Sane. Um, I like – it's not going to happen. Baszler wins, but Singh is hot. Like, she's – like, the fans love her. Like, she's kind of hot as a babyface. And I think, I think it'd be a good time to switch. Actually, it just doesn't work with Baszler. You guys think it's worked with her? No, she has no character, no charisma, and no. It's, she's been so dominant in the ring that's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, there's nothing there, right? Everything you just yeah. said, everything you just said, yeah. But Carrie Sane looks like the human version, like she stepped out of a Capcom fighting game. Like she's yes. just such a cool look, so much charisma. I think yeah, that's so much on her. charisma. Yeah, I hope so. I think Sane's the one who beats Baszler, but it's not going to be this Saturday. Okay. Yeah. And then lastly, it's been changed because of Aleister Black's injury. So we have Tommaso Ciampa defending the NXT Championship in a last man standing match against Johnny Gargano. <laughs> it's so funny. They, 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 I remember listening to some other wrestling shows. People were talking about the last time they wrestled, this has got to be the last time. They can't find another way for them to face each other. I'm going, dude, Ciampa's going to win the title, I kept saying. Like, that's the next twist. That's the yeah. next wrinkle to their storyline. Case solved. Because we all want to keep watching those two wrestle. I don't give a crap what their storyline is at. You know what I mean? They're so good. Um, And I'm going to put it out there that this is going to, in my opinion, easily win rivalry of the year or feud of the year. I mean, what's even close to that? I can't know? think of anything close to it. Shinsuke and AJ kicking each other on the balls all, all year? <laughs> <I mean. laughs> um, 
So who do I pick to win though? Um, Jesus, that's a tough call. Um, because of the injury, what does that do? Like, how long is he out for? Black. Black. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, they changed the match though as a, as a result. So right. maybe Gargano gets it and then feuds with Black after with uh, Chomp on the background. There's a lot of different ways they could go with this depending on. Yeah, if they have another two or three months between, let's say, Gargano and Ciampa, then he doesn't win it yet. Yeah. Yeah, and I think because they have to move the belt to someone else if both these guys are going to get called up, right? Right, but but if not, Johnny on the chase is the way to go, though, too, right? But think about the moment, though. Think about if Gargano wins this, take over Brooklyn. Because it's in Brooklyn, it's going to be a hot crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. It does. I just don't. If they have another match in them coming and I'm not aware of it, then Ciampa has to win. But if they don't and this is it for them, let's say, then, you know, Johnny wins it. I'm not saying to hedge my bet. I'm saying because I don't know that information. Yeah. What do you think, Justin? Well, you know, they just moved the belt on Ciampa a few weeks ago uh, on an NXT taping. I don't see him dropping it now. I think I think Alistair Black was primed to get to the main roster, and that obviously might be delayed now if his injury is um, is as severe as it could potentially be. The fact they're pulling him, I think Ciampa holds on to the title. But I, I, you know, one of the one of the interesting things to watch between Ciampa and Gargano is that in this great feud they've had in these epic matches, it's always been okay. You can't turn it off to the very last second because I mean, even down to the very last <laughs> second, there's just always something. That oh yeah. Runs. So I, I could see Ciampa retaining the title to keep Johnny chasing. But I wouldn't put it past if they go off the air that Johnny is the one standing tall, and he and he has to dig down for some more viciousness to match this psychopath and Champa. Uh, but I think I think they're going to end up having to carry NXT, whether that was the plan a few weeks ago or not. I think that's that's going to be the audible now. Is they're the sure thing? Go with they it. Go with them until you have some better clarity what Black's deal is here. And by the way, let's get Velveteen up where he belongs too. By the way, Velveteen Dreams been ready. Yeah. I know he's young; he's still developing. But for the NXT brand. That dude is ready. I agree. How are they going to up the stakes with Ciampa being more of a heel this time? We've involved Candice LeRae. Last time, Ciampa spitting on his wedding ring. We're not going to be able to predict this, but they're going to come up with it. I guarantee it. I've been secretly dating your mom for the last six months. Bro, I've said this a thousand times in this storyline. Kept saying that they can't. Remember, I hated this storyline. I didn't see what any of you saw in either of the two. Yeah. I didn't. I'm like, one's a freaking sideshow midget piss ant, and the other one looks like Christopher Daniels-ish with a better build and the freaking goat beard. Because um, I didn't know either one. I'm just being honest. My first introduction to both, that's what I'm saying. And then I fell in love with them. I swear to God. Like, after the second time they faced each other, I was like, I'm hooked. Like, I'm hooked on it. Like, I love them both. They can easily carry that brand. Yeah. Few to the year. Few to the year. Few to the last few years. It's been good, and I'm afraid they're going to go to the main roster, and they're going to both get cast oh, aside. definitely. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that's what I'm saying. If this is the crowning moment, this is the crescendo, the point where I, we put in there, that's Ciampa winning, or maybe they drag it out and know, they think they got another round. I wonder how the guys get paid. If they get paid decently to be able to support their families, a comfortable living, Let's say over, let's say 150 grand a year, okay? Let's say that. I would stay in NXT. Yeah. Uh, what First. was it, Justin? You would know this, but wasn't Balor at the end of NXT and maybe Shinsuke? Weren't those guys pulling down closer to like a quarter mil a year? What? 
I mean, I can't say for sure on that. I, I know that the I know that the pay in NXT has gotten better than what it was, say, four or five years ago, and that yeah. some guys that have come in like Joe or some guys that have come in with an established yes. have had yes. some better deals than others. But let's but let's not mistake something. While NXT, while there are at times three simultaneous NXT tours going on, they're um, not making money. They're not exactly. So you know, it, 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 guys guys enjoy being in NXT, and, and, and it's over with the with with the audience that it has, and they are going to travel the world, which is good, and getting whatever. But you're still not making the kind of money you would be on Raw or SmackDown. That's now that's never mind all the complaints we can have about Raw or SmackDown booking. You're right. still not making. No, you're, you're right. You have your downside. Right, exactly. So. Uh, uh, you'll, you'll eventually have a figure made of you. Shoot, I even had a, you know what I mean? You guaranteed that. Uh, so royalties will be more. But but here's the thing. With those two wrestlers specifically, I'm saying, they'd be better off to stay at NXT if they can make that kind of money is what I'm saying. 150 and above where they can live comfortable. If I'm those guys, I'd stay at NXT because they're both artists. You know they are. And going to the show and being put on 205 live to get let's say $150,000 downside guarantee i don't think that i don't think they'd be happy with that i don't think they'd be like you know what i mean especially, get, when, especially when they have to travel more if they go up to that uh, oh my god yeah and then they okay yes they get the initial monday night raw or smackdown introduction right okay so they finally made it we all get that experience it's great it's once in a lifetime but then that's it then it's 205 they go and that yeah. sucks i don't think it should be that way but it is how they're going to do that um and then lastly i want to touch on this new story before we wrap colt cabana sued cm punk oh my god what have i missed i saw that <laughs> so uh i guess my understanding and justin correct me if i'm wrong what they the had happened there they had an agreement that cm punk was going to cover their legal fees mm -hmm. for defending the lawsuit from dr uh aman yeah. 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 So that CM Punk was going to cover the fees, and that uh, CM Punk told Colt Cabana recently, "Hey, I'm going to cover half, and for the rest, you're on your own, buddy." Yep. Um, now, the wrinkle to this is that WWE, or not WWE, the w, yeah, the WWE or Doctor Amon did ask uh, CM Punk to take the, or pardon me, ask Colt Cabana to take the podcast down before filing the suit against right. him and, and CM Punk. And Colt Cabana could have; it was already out there, right. but he kept it up. In showing solidarity with CM Punk, with defending right. his friend, Punk said, "Don't um, worry about it. My lawyer says keep that shit up. We're good, basically." Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, he filed suit. I mean, That's I guess so crazy. I couldn't even fathom suing my best. Friend. I couldn't even think of it. I really, I'm not in this situation either. But you know what I mean? I just, wow. But a year ago, CM Punk was probably like, "Oh, don't worry about it. I got a couple more UFC fights coming up." Everything's coming up roses for Phil over here. You know, it's going to be fine. And then he had that second loss, and he's got to be looking at a different financial reality now if he's dead set on not going back in a wrestling ring ever again. Well, he's going to have to be undead set against it to go make that money. Seriously. I don't well, know. I, I, I just, can you imagine suing your guys' best friend? I couldn't. Oh, no, he, he has it coming to him. He's done some. I mean, he does, no question. I'm yeah. just saying, look, 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 look what they're my, my best friend. I'm like, he knows what he did. I mean, we're cool, but he knows. You know? Yeah, I'm not saying, yeah, I don't, I don't mean it that way. I'm just in general, like, you you and your best friend are, like, going to court against each other. Like, that to yeah. me is nuts. Yeah. Justin, what do you think of all this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There, there's, obviously, there's two sides of this. There's the one side of it of, obviously, CM Punk could have gone to anybody's podcast in the world 
and made their podcast real famous and probably got their podcast new advertising rates. And he chose his best friend, Cole Cabana, and then obviously gave Cole's podcast a whole other life when he went and did his big oh. call after nine months of silence. That's the one side of it. The other oh, side. Uh-huh. Okay, but how do you? But really, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not side with punk. I'm not side with punk. That's what you think. No, I'm saying is, how do you know he didn't? He, that, that 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 wasn't fulfilling to punk to go get his shit off because he's so fed up with WWE and oh, wanted to go out and bury people and do what he wants to do. There's some absolutely no absolutely. qualities in this for him. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's what I, the other side. Look, the thing is, is that I, I think. You know, for all the punk talked about on that podcast, how he made so much money and he doesn't need to wrestle ever again, and he and he he lives a simple lifestyle. Yeah, you know, the guy has that much money. Uh, yeah, just pay your damn friends legal fees, even if you and your friend are having a falling out. Just pay, his, just pay his legal fees if you know that you, you've made millions more than what he has, and just be done with it. Because I'll tell you what, uh, since this story's come out, I haven't seen too much positive PR uh, on. You know, I, I feel like a lot more people are taking cold side. Cold side, yeah. This is not good PR for CM Punk, so he would have been better off just quietly. Even if he, even if he and Cole don't ever want to speak again, just write him a check and say I'll, I'll talk to you later. Uh, this is this is not good for for Punk. I don't think. No. No. Yeah. This is this is his bud. I mean, and this I'm not saying this is necessarily fair, but this is his buddy that he he got into the business with. They're best buds. I don't care who you are. You do owe you don't owe anybody money that helps you get you to the dance. I don't believe, but. If you can do them a solid, you kind of try to do it, right? Because it's usually a team effort and what gets you to the dance, in my opinion. There's people that pop ideas off you when you're younger. There's those that build you back up when Punk probably felt he sucked. You know what I mean? Who knows what? Um, and then, again, this is your best friend who doesn't make anything close to what you make. Right. right. And, and, and to, to, to ask him to pay millions of dollars, like I was like, where's – immediately I was like, where the hell is Coke going to get that? Yeah. I mean, his podcast does fantastic, but – yeah. He was not walking around like a millionaire. And what wrestler can really say that to begin with? WWE yeah. included. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I was just. I wonder if uh, Punk's blocked Cabana on Twitter yet. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, I'm sure he did. And that's the thing. Look, I mean, the UFC losses were one thing, but a lot of his behavior, I think even CM Punk's biggest fans are having a hard time defending him lately. And I'm a huge Punk, Mark. I, I love yeah. Punk. So, like, the, the character. But, uh, this uh, this pendulum swing of his, do you know what I'm talking about? Where oh, he's clearly bipolar. You know, like like I don't know, man. I don't I don't I don't like that. Yeah, but that that sort of craziness is what makes him great. Also, you know, with his character, with all of it. Uh, so yeah, like most artists, you know, you take the good with the bad, I guess. Uh, that being said, we will be back here Wednesday, twelve noon. Eastern to talk about SmackDown Live, the go-home show for SummerSlam. Matt, what do you want to plug before we wrap this up here? I would like to plug at 12.45 a.m. That's right, exactly 20 minutes from now. Uh, go to your uh, app store and download an app called Up Live, U-P-L-I-V, Up Live, where I will be fielding all your questions about tonight's Monday Night Raw uh, episode, comments, whatever you want to talk about. I'll be on there for an hour, 12.45 to 1.45 Go on my Twitter page. There's a direct link to it. Just click it, and it'll take you to my UpLive channel. It's a streaming device. It's a streaming app, I should say. And, just, again, go to your phone. Go to your app store. Download UpLive. Go to Matt Morgan, 1245 AM. I'll catch you guys on there. Sounds good. Justin, how about you? Third day in a row next Sunday in Brooklyn. I'll be at 205th from 4 to 6 p.m. 
all kinds of uh, good stuff, Q&A, uh, music, drink specials, uh, $20 Miller Lite buckets, $15 Coors Light pitchers, the Absolute Labar, the Stone Cold Stinger, all kinds of special cocktails. If you like to drink, talk wrestling, it's the place to be, 205th from 4 to 6 p.m. in Brooklyn next Sunday. Sounds good, guys. I am Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. I appreciate a follow, and we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.